from Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Quince Questions. Oprah Winfrey once said, on my own, I will just create. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, I'll create something else. I don't have any limitations or what I think I could do or be. That would best describe our next guest, Nimadi Bewu. She is an award-winning writer, speaker, digital content strategist. She is also a moderator for the NAMI Delaware Monthly, sharing hope, community, conversation. She's an executive director for Everyman Counts and the program director for Empower and Educate. This is a woman who gives and gives to the community and she is looking to better her community and those who are close to her. Then later on for our epidemic artist of the day, we will have this Kayat with his hot single ATM from 2020. Make sure you guys stand around and listen and listen, turn up the volume on your podcast. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more right after these messages. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision, commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth. I am with the incredible Nimadi Bewu. Yes. Look, look at the crowd. They love you. They love you. How you doing, Nimadi? I'm doing well. How are you? Listen, I'm a little exhausted from going down your resume. Um, <laughs> you're an award-winning writer, a banker, a moderator for the uh, NAMI, can you, the National Association of Mental Illness. Is that right? National Alliance on Mental Illness. National Alliance, thank you very much. Uh, you're an executive director for Every Man Counts. Thank you. 
and you're also the program director for Empower and Educate, among other things that we will talk about during this episode. You're a co-host of an incredible podcast called More Than My Size. You're also a lifestyle editor at Queen Size Magazine. When do you find the time to put out the trash, do the dishes, and the laundry? <laughs> Rarely. Um, uh, I squeeze the time in when I can. <laughs> you just hire like a maid or something? <laughs> or a man male maid? <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That's the long-term goal is to just hire, outsource that stuff. We're getting there. Now, we're going to start with the National Alliance of Mental Illness. This is very important around this time. Uh, At this stage of the pandemic, many people are dealing with a lot of what we used to call cabin fever, but it is coming out to be a lot worse. Uh, How did you get involved with the National Alliance of Mental Illness? Well, I live with uh, depression and anxiety, and I was talking to my therapist uh, here in Delaware, and I, I write, I enjoy writing. And I had written an article and she encouraged me to submit it to the um, Delaware News Journal. So I did and it got printed. Um, they published it. It was called um, Depression Doesn't Make You... Uh-huh. Oh, Depression Doesn't Make You Weak. I forgot the title of my own article. Okay. Um, but um, and from there, um, she mentioned NAMI. So I reached out to them to see if I could you know, help volunteer in any way. Um, I originally planned on just, I don't know, like helping with putting together um, PowerPoints or doing office stuff, like what they needed, Um, but they needed general presenters, and that's one of my specialties. Um, I've never been afraid of public speaking, so I started doing presentations for them around the community, and then the pandemic hit, and uh, we decided to take one of their programs, Sharing Hope. Yeah. Um, specifically for the African-American community and merge it with something that I had been doing before the pandemic uh, called Community Conversations. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get people together to talk about different subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided to merge them together. And so now each month we do a virtual uh, Sharing Hope Community Conversations. I love it. It's uh, I love giving back and putting in hope in the, in the community. And I also enjoy and appreciate the fact that you are open about seeing your therapist and dealing with uh, uh, depression. You know, mm-hmm. many sadly, one of the stigmas in the black community is that you know you, you you're going to a doctor, you're not well, and you you even getting worse. And that's not true. I find that people who have gone to therapists uh, and, and psychologists tend to fare better than people who decide to just talk to their friends and self medicate. Yeah, absolutely, and a large part of that. Um, is because your friends, as much as you can vent to them and they can listen, uh, the difference between going to a therapist and your friends is that your therapist has the tools Mm. to help you get over or work through whatever it is you're working through. So, and that was a hard thing for me because I'm very... I'm a very insightful person. I'm really on, like, you can't tell me more about me than I can tell you about me. Right. Um, you know, so being that type of person, I was like, well, I don't need a therapist to tell me what I already know. Um, but when you start seeing one, you see that they're able to help you work past it. Like, yeah, it's great that you know you have this problem, but do you know how to change it? Do you know how to turn it around? Do you know how to not let it impact you? And that's where a therapist comes in handy. 
Um, and as you mentioned, there is unfortunately a stigma, especially in the Black community, about seeing a therapist um, or going to a doctor. And that's part of why I am so open about it, because the more people that talk about it, that's how you remove the stigma when you realize that more people are going through the same thing you're going through. And everybody has mental health the way everybody has physical health with your body. Everybody has mental health. One of my favorite YouTubers, Casey Nastak, talked about going to uh, marital counseling before him and his wife even had issues. And he said, if you wait till you're sick to go to the doctor, then you've waited too late. And mm -hmm. he, he advised, you know, people who have healthy marriages should definitely uh, seek marital counseling, just like people who have healthy uh, states of mind should definitely seek a therapist. I, I believe because, you know, it's, don't wait until until you're 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 you know self deprecating and putting yourself down and beating yourself up to decide oh maybe I need to see you know seek some professional help. I think it's it's a good idea casually to uh, interact with a, a, a mental therapist. Some people may not agree with that, but I think it's not a bad idea. I agree. Um, you know, the same way you would go to your annual appointment for your physical. I mm -hmm. uh, everyone has a mental. Um, health that they should get checked into. I know that like when I feel fine, I talk to my therapist like once a month. Um, when I'm going through it, we're talking every week. Oh. Um, and so I change it up depending on how often I feel I need that. Um, but yeah, it's good to talk with them also because sometimes they may notice signs that you don't notice. Because sometimes, you know, like you were saying, Casey mentioned, um, by the time you realize you need help, it might be too late. And not that it's ever too late, but you could have stopped it before it got to yeah. the point where it's so bad. Definitely. So where can we find your writing? My writing is currently all over the place. I'm working on updating my website because I'd like to have a page where you can just find it. But mm -hmm. um, I've because I've written in a few different places. So, you know, there's the article I mentioned um, with Delaware Online, with the News Journal. Um, I've written for the NAMI Delaware blog. Um, I've written for the National NAMI um, publication, the magazine. And then I've written a little bit, you know, just about other things on, um, Delaware black and national black guy. Those are online sites. Um, and then I do most of my study writing, um, in queen size magazine. Um, I'm the lifestyle editor. That is a that. good magazine. We're going to talk about that definitely later, but mm -hmm. of all the things you do, what is the most fulfilling part about what you do? The most fulfilling part is when people connect with me and let me know that they feel seen or heard or relate to something mm -hmm. um, that I've said, because that's really, because really it's all the things that I'm into has really only been over the last few years mm. that I've really pushed towards communicating more because I realize I do have a gift and a talent for it. And I tried to see how I could, you know, use that to be more impactful. And I know for me growing up, one of the hardest things was always just feeling like I was so different from everyone else. You know, I grew up in upstate New York. Um, it's very conservative, very Caucasian. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But, you know, I felt like I stuck out like a stored thumb. You know, I was one of four out of 400. Um, I was one of four black kids in my class. I was plus size. I was an immigrant because I was born in Liberia. 
So it just, I always felt other than, um, it's actually one of the reasons why I love social media because you can connect to people mm-hmm. all over. And so um, for me, that's just what I love the most is when I write something or do something and people tell me that they connected with it and it helped make them feel seen or feel heard. That the best for me. You are certainly another one of the many stories of productive immigrants who uh, come to America and etch out a better country for for those of us who live here. And I love to highlight that, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a moment to reintroduce you. Guys, I'm with the incredible. She has so many titles, I would love to just stick with one. But I'm going to say pure advocate. <laughs> pure advocate. <laughs> Nimadi, they will. We'll be back with more Quince questions right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision, commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at wokenfree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And you will tune in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woke and Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth. I am back with Namadi Bewu. Yes. Does, does that make you feel giddy? Those, uh, the excitement, the, the laughter, the children. It, it, makes, it makes me feel great. It makes me feel wonderful. <laughs> so let's talk about what chapter would you give this point in your life? Um, this point in my life, I would give it, I don't really know what to call it yet, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I've shifted into a new chapter and still sort of feeling it out. Um, you know, as I mentioned previously, I've been doing all of this stuff with my communications and things, uh, for the past five years or so since, um, since I made the decision to move to Delaware and sort of work towards changing my career path. Mm-hmm. 
So right before this period, if you had asked me, I would have said, I very much felt like I was in a dart throwing phase. Like I knew I wanted to do stuff with my communications. Um, I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to use it um, and in exactly what areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm a little more settled right now and just sort of trying to solidify the avenues that I've chosen. Mm. But I don't know what to call that stage, to be perfectly honest. But Is the title in work? Is it a working title? Sort yeah, of. I mean, <laughs> my life is always a working title. Um, that's one thing that I've definitely learned and almost had a sense of freeness to learning is like when you really understand and embody that life is the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. So like for every goal that I make for myself, for everything that I want to accomplish, I really make sure that I stay present in the moment of the journey to get there. Because once you reach your destination, you tend to just want something else or change it, or it will feel unfulfilled because you weren't paying attention to the, to the path that took you to get there. So I really try to be like in the moment of whatever journey I am. And I think that that's good because having that mentality is what made, even though 2020 was hard for me. Um, 2020 it was hard on everyone. <laughs> uh, everyone, yes. Um, but I was able to do a lot of pivoting, uh, which I know a lot of people had to do as well. But I think that for me, I was able to pivot a little bit better and a little bit easier because I've always stayed in that moment. Like I've always, I'm a planner by nature. So I always have like my five-year plan, my whatever plan. But because I don't just, you know, bury my head in the ground and stick to that plan and have no way of getting off of that um, because I try to keep myself in the moment and, you know, enjoying the journey. When we hit that 2020 roadblock, it, you know, phased me a little bit, but it didn't knock me out or throw me off my my plan too much. I just pivoted. Mm, very wise, very wise move. Now, what is Every Man Counts and what does it mean to you? So Every Man Counts is a initiative my sister started, actually, mm. my older sister. Uh, it's been going for about six years now. Um, she because she works in the court system and she saw, you know, the support that moms got, which is wonderful, but she felt like there was really a lack of support for for men and for single fathers who really do care about their kids and want to be in their lives. Um, just as far as representation on the court end and knowing what to do in court, decorum, things like that. So she started the initiative um, and it started with a program which we still run, which is called Court Smart. We actually just ran it with Kirkwood Community Center, um, a six-week program. But it just teaches men about different areas of uh, fatherhood, parenting, um, court, things like that. Um, but it's the program has evolved from that into where we do more things with community. So we do like a daddy-daughter tea party. We do a daddy and me fishing trip. We have monthly barbershop conversations where we just gather men in a barbershop and we talk about different topics, whether it's finances or um, we had one on implicit biases, um, housing. So we just try to um, provide support for for men in the community and however, however we can. 
Uh, we try to partner with different organizations. Um, so we've worked with the schools before. Um, during the pandemic, we did a lot of free meal giveaways. Mm -hmm. um, that was really great. We did some free masks, sanitizer giveaways. And this year, we're really focusing on um, our virtual presence a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So definitely, if you're listening to this, follow us, Everyman Counts, um, on Instagram. We, I have um, one of the men in the community, George Corbin, does WOW, where he gives Wednesday tips for winning in life. Um, we have a local author in the community who has written um, a book on relationship advice. So he's going to start giving out uh, relationship tips on Mondays. Um, and then we should have a monthly newsletter coming out as well with some interesting things in there. So we just try to, you know, like the title says, every man counts. So whether it's a dad or a family, we just try to support the men as best we can. Oh, and on Friday, I almost forgot. On Fridays, um, I do live interviews with different dads in the communities for mm. Friday. On what platform is that? On Every Man Counts. Uh, Instagram or YouTube? Instagram. Ah, <laughs> yes. Make sure you go to Instagram's Every Man Count. I'm scrolling down now. It looks incredible. Had a little sad moment. Went past Kobe and his daughter. Uh oh, oh yeah. So sad. Beautiful, beautiful uh, collection of work you, you guys have here. Now, how did this project begin with you if it started with your sister? Uh, I moved up from Delaware. Oh, okay. from Tampa. I moved up from Tampa to Delaware. Um, just as I mentioned, because I'm really trying to make sort of a shift to go into more communications. And interesting side note, as much as people don't like really think of Delaware as like a place, um, it's actually fantastic. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, people, I feel like, especially when I said I was moving to Georgia or Delaware, people were so dismissive. They're like, oh, I drive through Delaware. tax-free. I mean, why would you hate <laughs> Delaware? I mean, right. You go to Christiana Mall and buy yourself new stuff. There's so much. And I love it because it's like literally a day drive from all the major cities. Um, so like I had a speaking engagement in New York. I could drive there and back. I've had things in Philly and Baltimore, D.C. So it's fantastic location, especially if you aren't officially settled on where you need to go. But you have to do stuff in major cities. It's perfect. Are, are you trying to sell me a place in Delaware? Because I'm tempted to buy one now. <laughs> right? No, but I should. I should. My wife um, and I, we are looking for a new place to live. Uh, hopefully my landlord doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I came to Delaware. Um, and my sister lives here. And she was running for office. And I had been helping her with it anyways, um, but she was running for office and couldn't do both. So I took over as executive director um, and I guess I've done such a great job. She's just left me mm. in charge of everything, even though she's not running anymore. Mm. That's okay, because I love it, so yeah. it's fine. Now, you're also the program director at Empower and Educate, Inc., uh, where your mission is to build confidence in the black community through education with a primary focus on the youth. This is a phenomenal approach to a broken and maligned psyche in our black communities. What mm -hmm. made you get into this? 
So I love any time I can work with kids, which is funny um, and drives my mother crazy because I don't want any children, but I love working with them and I love like organizations with them. Um, and so when I was looking for a way to connect with the community more when I moved to Wilmington, um, I met Chelsea. Oh, they were, it was last year. Well, actually, no, 2019. Um, they really had a, footprint in the community with their Black History Month mm -hmm. activities. They had several. Um, and I went to them and I really liked what they were about. I met with Chelsea. We clicked right away. She's the founder of Empower and Educate, um, Chelsea Henderson. And we clicked right away. She needed some more help. Um, so I linked up with her and we've just had a great working relationship since. Magnificent. Keeping it real roundtable is a part of the Empower and Educate uh, system. Uh, is there's a platform to provide African American communities a place? Uh, it's a platform for the African American community to discuss the normality of life trauma we face. Hopefully, I said that right. Yes. That being said, this reminds me. Um, first of all, this reminds me of something I in an interview with. Uh, can't remember the actor's name, but they were talking about Atlanta. And uh, they were talking to Zaza Beats, and she was talking about how, while you know, a lot of people were looking on how to classify Atlanta. Is it like Seinfeld with black people in Atlanta? They're not sure. And she said it's a a series of people trying to heal from trauma, and yeah. as you you know, a lot of the uh, dysfunction that many people in the inner city deal with in their families and and in their our communities, especially me is is many people are trying to deal with trauma and they don't really have an outlet like art yeah. classes are not really a thing in schools anymore music classes aren't a thing in schools anymore there there aren't even like choirs even for churches aren't really even a thing for youth anymore like it used to be in the 90s and it's just it's just a lot of young people trying to deal with trauma and you know, it's important that we have a platform, especially in the black community, to deal with and discuss trauma. And I would like to ask you, what brought you to that conclusion that th this was needed? With the, it was Empower and Educate? Yes. Um, I mean, it's really, the thing is, it's not a secret, right? The trauma of the black community, the... Um, the stigma of talking about mental health, like none of these things are a secret. It's things that we're all aware of. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of like, who's going to do something about it? Like how long are we going to talk about it and not be about it? Um, and I will definitely say that in Wilmington, something I love about the community here is there are a lot of people who do try to put their hands in and, um, be involved with the community and make a difference. And I love that when I moved to Wilmington, it was really a matter of me deciding which one I wanted to try to sync up with, not trying to find one because mm. there were so many and I love that. Um, so what really drew me to empower and educate, um, as I mentioned, it's just, you know, Chelsea and I, I clicked really well and I love that uh, her focus on the children um, and trying to not just help the kids whenever we can. We try to do activities for both because the family is really important. Mm -hmm. So like with the Keeping It Real Roundtable, um, it's for 
kids and parents, and there's two separate sessions. So I really enjoy the focus on family because that's usually where that splinter comes and where that trauma comes in. So that's really where the healing also has to start. And sometimes it's just a matter of creating that that safe space or that room for that conversation to begin. That is so true. Let me take a moment to reintroduce you again. For those of you who just joined us on this incredible episode of Quince Questions, we are talking to Amadi Bewu. We'll be back with more of the Peer Advocate, Amadi Bewu, and more right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision, commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth. I'm back with my good friend, Namadi Bewu. Yes, yes, she's phenomenal. Yes. And we're going to talk about some things that I thought were really cool on YouTube. You are a co-host of a world famous program titled More Than My Size, alongside a very talented Alicia Young, Alicia Young. Um, this show, it's like, it's still in, in its infancy stage, mm-hmm. but it certainly has potential. I see once this thing, once this pandemic goes away, I see a, the, I see a talk. I see a, the talk here on, uh, on YouTube. More people are watching YouTube right now than they are even watching regular television. I just left my sister's house this morning. You know, she turned off her cable, but kept the internet. Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us have. I haven't had cable in forever. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm about to get my cable. We we got a cable box 
I don't I, I I turned it on and then it was like you need to update it because I hadn't watched our cable box at all. We're just streaming everything. The only reason why I keep the cable box because it's I think it's cheaper in the package, but I gotta call Comcast <laughs> yep. and find out. Maybe I should just go full internet and skip cable because you know, um Disney Plus is uh, Disney between Disney Plus and HBO Max, you don't need anything else. Right. <laughs> oh I'm sorry, and Amazon. You're on TikTok, which I am now addicted to. There's like three hours of your day right there. Well, just I'm, I'm still I'm still nervous about TikTok after they were telling Don't everybody. That, yeah, I was just telling you, they're like, they still a your phone. I was like, really? I mean, my no, I, out I there. love it. I love it, but I, it's so addictive because you can find like almost anything on there. Kind of like what I was saying earlier about what I love about social media is connecting with people. Right. I love that on TikTok you can literally find like if you like learning things there's people of all professions teaching on there or people who just want to dance or people who just want to crack jokes like whatever you want to find you can find your little corner of the world and it's wonderful but it's also awful because then you're there for hours yeah <laughs> one of my co-workers named tim mcclain told me he loses an hour every morning before work on tiktok mm-hmm. and i was like jesus <laughs> Easily, and the clips are only 15 seconds to an hour or 15 seconds to one minute. But like I said, you get in your little hole and they're they're so good with their for you page that they're constantly showing you stuff you want to see. And then, boom, time gone. I am hooked on Instagram because I'm a photographer (laughs) as well. So I'm always studying other photographer style and everything. And and the more you study photography visually, the better mm-hmm. you get at it. And I lose about 45 minutes every morning on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't get on TikTok then because there are a lot of photographers who like are giving tips. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the more than my size uh, channel, will there be a podcast with this? There should be. I think there should be. Yeah. We're working on that. Um, so, right now it's just the YouTube. Um, but we're going to try to extract the sound to make it a channel. Because originally it was going to be more of a show with like B-roll footage of our lives. Because that's the whole, so the whole premise behind the show, it's called More Than My Size. It's me and my friend Alicia. We're both plus size, but like extended sizes. Um, and we find that a lot of times when people have shows with larger bodies, it's always like, oh, they have such sad lives. They're so depressed. Mm-hmm. They have no life. It's sad and pathetic. And like, there's so much more to us than that. Um, And there are those of us who are out there living. Now, both Alicia and I are working on weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, She's working towards weight loss surgery. I'm trying to do it um, natural. So it's definitely something that we talk about, but it's not something that we push because it's your body. You with it what you want um, and whatever makes you happy. But we just wanted to show that we have lives out there like we are big, and I mean, you know, we're doing this whole podcast based on all the things I do. We could easily do it on all the things Alicia does, plus she's a mother, business owner. So we just wanted to make a space and what we would like to grow into, you know, a community of just people who are kicking butt and taking names and wanting to discuss things relative to their size and also not to their size. Because there are some things where, yeah, your size does impact the way you navigate through life 
Um, but it's not the only thing, you know? Might I suggest when you bring it over to a podcast, start with anchor.fm. They are the place to go. Yes. That's yes. a shameless plug, number one. Number two, uh, now, I would love to see you guys in a studio together. Uh, is there any plans, you know, after you get vaccinated or after, uh, as number 45 said, after we reach herd immunity, will there be a podcast episode? Um, I mean, we would love that, but I live in Delaware and she lives in Atlanta. So oh, it's what? Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully sometime in the future. How, how did you guys coordinate the time thing? Because, I, I, you know, with my podcast, a lot, like tomorrow I'm interviewing a lady in the Bahamas and I'm interviewing her at two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure what time it's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lucky because Delaware and um, Atlanta, we're both east, east coast. Really? So we're good. Oh, um, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Maybe I need to reach out to more Atlanta people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're also the... I believe the, the the editor lifestyle editor of Queen Size Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, which is more of a fancy word of that I'm the lifestyle writer. I don't do a ton of <laughs> editing, but I'm one of the contributors for the lifestyle portion of the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just a size inclusive magazine. We have different areas of focus: um, passion, pageants, hair lifestyle um just different areas and each month we have a a different focus and it's just a way for us to highlight what's going on in the in the plus community now where's queen size magazine based out of tawanda lives in new york i believe is where the editor lives yeah okay yeah the the main publisher yeah yeah because i was i was i was under the impression you guys were like in Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware, and New York. And I was like, well, what kind of operation are they running? I guess you guys were prepared for the pandemic. They're very virtual one. We we meet monthly on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that could, that could, uh, I, I got to get, I got to, I got do got one question though about Queen Size Magazine because a friend of mine, Faith Costa, she was premiered in the magazine like uh, uh, two years ago. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do I get a free subscription? <laughs> um, you can start writing. Yeah, <laughs> you <can> start writing. <laughs> <laughs> become a contributor. Oh boy, that would be great. That would be great. So, what can we, as fans of Queen Size Magazine and separately of More Than My Size, do to support you right now? Well, definitely, you can follow for More Than My Size. Um, TV, follow our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that. Like I mentioned, we don't just want followers or fans. We really do want it to be a community. So we're, you know, asking questions, trying to engage. The new episodes drop every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And um, we've been doing live premieres. So we're in there chatting with you guys while the first, you know, when the episode drops. So if you want to watch it live with us, you can. Um, and then follow us, like I mentioned, on Instagram. Uh, we post questions. We're trying to make it a little bit more interactive. And then for Queen Size Magazine, also follow us, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are also doing the um, 
FFIAs, which is the Full Figured Industry Awards. We didn't have them last year because of COVID. We had them the year before, and we'll be doing it virtually this year. Um, but definitely keep an eye out for that. It's November 6th, but it's where we uh, highlight full-figured people in the industry. So for writing, modeling, different, all different categories. I am excited. Can't wait. Now, what's next? What's next for... As far as me and what's next, you know, I, um, you know, I do all of my projects and things on the side, which I love. I would definitely like to transition those more into full-time things so I can transition out of working at the bank. Um, so as far as like the writing I do, I want to do more freelance writing uh, where I actually get paid. Um, hopefully I will, hopefully more than my size. Uh, does really well as well um, and I actually love talking to people so I on my personal page on Tuesday nights I go live at eight o'clock with what's on your mind where I talk to mental health specialists and people with different mental health concerns um, or who have been living with mental health issues uh, we just talk um, about you know what's on their mind or how things in life currently are impacting their mental state and then on Sundays, I do self-love Sundays, uh, where I talk to different friends and different people just about their journey to self-love. Because A, I think everybody needs a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. And B, I think a lot of times people look at people who have that self-love and have that self-confidence and say, you know, oh, I wish it was me. But what they don't realize is that we are all there because we work at it. Right, right. <laughs> like my self-love comes from me like working at it constantly. I'm a addicted to affirmations i'm huge on affirmations um you know it's not something that just poof happens you have to make it happen so um that's how i started self-love sundays is just to have conversations with people who make it happen or who are working on it and so we can just talk about what that that journey looks like Nimani, i want to say thank you for talking to us i really appreciate it you have been a an incredible guest thank you so much for having me i have loved chatting with you and thank you for giving me the chance to talk a little bit about all the the things that i do and that i'm passionate about i appreciate you thank you have yourself a great evening and (laughs) we'll talk later you too That was my guest, Nimadi Bewu. Make sure you guys check out her work. I'll leave links in the description. And now for our epidemic artist of the day, this is This Kayat. You will love this song. I love it. It's called ATM. Just unbelievably great. Here we go. So this is This Kayat ATM.
she want something, she call and check in You know, you know, I answer when you call and check in Tell me what's the case, what's the matter Tell me what's your name, looking fantastic Dark skin like Fanta Danger how she move, no Panta for coming on the podcast today make sure you guys check out the link in the description at the bottom of the podcast so you can look more into all of the different avenues she's into she's also one of the editors for queen size magazine make sure you guys follow like and subscribe them on instagram Quince Questions has been a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. The music you heard today was all provided to us by the great company titled EpidemicSounds.com. Make sure you check them out. The artist they gave to us today was Fiskayot with his 2020 single, ATM. That's available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Make sure you download and listen to his music. I believe he is an awesome and incredible West African artist. I could not find more details, sadly, because of my location in the United States. But I got his music on this episode for you, and I can tell you where you can go and listen to it, too. We also want to thank the talented staff over at 1030designs.com. They craft our logos and promotional materials. They are where you want to go. You've heard the commercials. Make sure you check out their website, 1030designs.com. 
Now stay tuned for Thursday's episode when we will interview Ernest Owens. He is the president of the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. He's also an award-winning writer, among many other things. He is definitely a legend and a leader and a trailblazer. So make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Join the Quince Questions community on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on Tumblr for those of you who like to go outside the normal channels of social media. Please join I'm Quincy Stallworth. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Oh, <gasps>